You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. In my episode on Andy Warhol, I I mentioned that he was basically like a hoarder. I mean, he had boxes and boxes of stuff. He could fill warehouses with his stuff. And I guess at some point he eventually just started creating time capsules. He created like 600 and some odd number of time capsules filled with random objects. And among all those random objects from, you know, soup cans to combs to underwear, they even found an ancient Egyptian foot. I feel like who art ed. Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. I thought it's a great Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. And for today's Fun Fact Friday, I'm not going to focus specifically on Andy Warhol, but he did have an ancient Egyptian, a mummy's foot, in his studio for a while. And eventually, I believe he put it into one of his time capsules. And in looking at that and trying to find out more about that, that peculiar incident, I found there is a long history of just odd things happening to ancient Egyptian mummies. For example, starting in the 16th century, there was actually a pigment called mummy brown. And as the name would imply, it was made from ground up mummies. It was a popular choice among European artists. Uh, Delacroix used it, um, a lot of the pre-Raphaelites. So again, you know, 16th century and and a little bit after into the 1700s um you know mummy brown made from ground up mummies and apparently ground up mummies were a thing that people thought was okay and useful in other contexts too in europe it was used as a sort of a medicine mummy was often sold as mummia um and it was applied to the skin or powdered and mixed into drinks as a treatment for like bruising and other things like that. Man, Europe was, the Victorians were an odd bunch, as I've already talked about with the the way they used to utilize arsenic. Another strange thing they did with mummies was they would have unwrapping parties. 
Now, this was not like a super common event, but it wasn't uncommon, especially for those who like to think of themselves as very scholarly and erudite sorts of people. They would have social events where they would get together starting like the 1820s or so, and they would unwrap ancient Egyptian mummies. Because in Victorian England, apparently there was nothing more scholarly or high-minded than desecrating a corpse from another civilization. And a lot of this happened just because at that time period, at that time in England and really more broadly in Europe, there was what people refer to as Egyptomania, where it was just like people were really excited about all of these wonderful artifacts that they were you know, pillaging from, from Egypt, uh, archaeologists were going down into the pyramids, into the burial chambers, and apparently they thought nothing of taking out all of the, the art and artifacts out of the pyramids, out of Egypt, and they were turning up in all sorts of places, whether it was a party for the high society people to unwrap and, and look at the preserved corpse or for interior decor. They just used mummies as decorations. And one of the things I find really interesting is there are even stories about like using mummy wrappings to make paper in like the the mid 19th century in America. There were there were places that were supposedly and it's kind of questionable as whether this is actually true, truly happening or just claimed to have been happening, but supposedly paper mills were using mummy wrappings that they had imported to grind up and with the pulp to make the paper. And there were some newspapers that that claimed to have been printed on mummy wrappings. Although, I mean, it could have been a joke or crafted for sort of publicity because people were, as I said, just kind of going nuts for for the, the mummies, but they weren't seen and and being treated as really significant historical objects or cultural artifacts or anything like that they were just like all over the place um they would they would be sold they'd be trotted out for parties one of the really interesting uses i found is they were even used as like fake relics and so it, it's like you're you're using this authentic artifact from ancient Egypt as a way of creating a fake artifact from like, you know, 15th century Europe. And that is what kind of leads me back to Andy Warhol and his mummy foot. It's uncertain exactly where he got it, but it seems so perfect and so fitting for his character that Andy Warhol would have been the artist to acquire and hold on to a mummy foot. Um, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I am going to, to just go with the account that says he bought it at a flea market because given all of the odd ways that mummies and parts of mummies have been used throughout history, it seems totally plausible that it would have just popped up in a flea market. And definitely Andy Warhol would have been the type who could not pass on acquiring a part of a mummy no matter where he found it. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted? If you found this tolerable, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. 
You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week in the show notes on Twitter at WoodArtEd and on the website whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.